Hey, everybody, Scooter, two things. One, remember to set your sleep timer if you use it. Uh, now would be a good time to do so. And then I want to thank everybody that's taken I can't believe all the people have taken the survey. Thank you so much. Again, so much good info of your likes, your dislikes, and generally, you know, what are we going to do? How are we going to make this podcast sustainable? Starting to f- figure that out. And if you still want to take the survey, still would be a huge help. Sleepwithmepodcast.com slash survey. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And let's get on to the show. Hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do as a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what does the rest mean? Well, I'm going to create a safe place where you can set aside whatever is running through your brain. Whatever your body is reacting to or just, you know, doing on its own. Whatever feelings are bubbling up or, you know, you know, trying to say, you know, whatever it is when you just crawl into bed you just settle down and then all of a sudden the chatter explodes or you know some sort of version of that I'm going to try to take your mind off all that I'm going to try to distract you in a way that's uh, just boring enough that you really you'll say well geez I I can fall asleep to this but just engaging enough that all that chatter in your brain will be like okay Wait, what's this guy talking about? Because I'm going to be talking about metastasis, uh, the Colombian version of Breaking Bad. Then I'll be talking about Breaking Bad, the corresponding episode. Then I'll do a third run-through where I attempt to learn some Spanish-language words and somehow have an inability not to sell stuff in silly stories. So somehow they've been getting made into silly stories, too. But I'm going to do all that to take you. So in, here's the theory. I haven't presented this theory in a while. I don't have any footnotes. I don't have any annotations about this. So I guess it's a circumstantial, you know, information. But what I hear from the old brain, you know, the brain scientists is that uh, you can't think of two things at once. Or, you know, that is that is kind of hard to do so. So if you're listening to me talk about Breaking Bad or try to make a metaphor about what the podcast that I make is about, you know, you won't have, you see, just, just kind of focus into what I'm saying. And don't push away all those other thoughts. Don't judge them. All those body feelings, don't try to tamp them down. Don't. And I understand you if you have physical pain, emotional pain, uh, mental pain, or all three, or any flare-ups, you know, flare-ups of any kind, you can be resentful of it. It's understandable you're a human being, you know. You say, damn you, shamer. Don't shame me again. And then the shamer's like, a, you know, with Taekwondo, they say, well, there you go, yelling at the shamer. What, a, you know, no one will ever love you. And they say, oh, and then you say, oh, boy, there goes my old stomach. And then you say, damn you, stomach, you're getting upset. You know, if that's what, that's actually, I'm not that aggressive at bedtime. 
But that's an example, you know. I hope you're not lying in bed doing that like a, like a uh, you know, fist into the heavens. I mean, it might be good to just decry. What are they? Because they're decrying when you, uh, you're damning the gods, ruining the gods, and saying, right, gods of the stomach zone, I rule you. I hear for heretofore curse your names. But anyway, I'm trying to save you from all that. I'm just saying, hey, you go to your brain parts. I call them brain bots, pain bots, X bots. And I say, well, those, those sound pretty sweet. You got any of those for Christmas? Well, I do. Uh, not, not. I do not have X bots. And I can almost guarantee there's some, you know, wise billionaire who probably already owns the rights to use the term Xbots. Xbots, uh, annoyances at bedtime this next Christmas available to irritate you, but your child will, can also play with them. Or you could do, actually, maybe that is a good Christmas. We'll donate them to each other. Or you give them to kids. Here's what here's what I propose. This is a metaphor for what my podcast does with boredom, uh, lulling, soothing tones, pointless meanders, kind-hearted gesture, uh, mild amusement, mild uh, humor, humor-like jokes, joke-like you you know. I'd say more of a femur than a humor, but you know. And somebody say, was that a, a anatomy joke? But anyway, back to this toy metaphor. What's this? Now stick with me here for four minutes. You know, this maybe you'll fall asleep. But here's and maybe this makes like my meta. Maybe my podcast is like this. But we're gonna take all of your little like we'll say, hey, little internal shamer. We're gonna, you know, you you do such a good job shaming the hell out of me, making me wish I had the inability to cry, which my emotional you know, detacher says, oh boy, we'll never learn anything unless we can. And I say, are you, do, do you have low self-esteem emotional detacher? Well, that's why I detach from all our emotions. Well, anyway, guys, I want to talk to you too. You're my beta testers. I'm making you guys into action figures because you're so action-oriented. I mean, I know emotional detacher, you like to lie down with my you know, internal depressants team, they're going to be a team too, you know, just like in my, inside my mind. Cause since they, for some reason, whoever designed, you know, whatever architect of doom designed my emotional makeup, gave me a whole depressant team and said just one. Anyway, I decided to make you guys into, uh, the action figures. Go ahead with your question. Will, it change your roles. Well, no, it makes your roles more important because you'll be packaged in uh, packaging. And we'll probably, you know, seal shame. We'll probably seal shaman, we'll call you. Steel shaman. Instead of the shame, instead of the internal shamer, we're going to call you the steel shaman. We're going to make up some backstory about you. You know, it'll probably be culturally insensitive. But you don't care. I mean, you're so busy shaming me. You don't got time. But we'll make a backstory about you. You'll have some secret weapons. And we're going to give you his out as a Christmas gift to spread, you know, spread the shame around. And because you guys are so, so important. And then you, 
uh, internal detach, emotional detachment. I haven't thought of a you know, yeah, a detachment doesn't that doesn't go straight into a good nickname like Steel Shamer does. Steel Shaman, we called him, right? But I'm thinking, you know, that your job is to, you you fix my emotions by detaching from them, right? Kind of okay. Well, usually I remember the GI Joe. Sometimes there'd be a guy with a pretty name that you thought was lame, but is really cool. So what about Latch? You know, kind of like detachment, but kind of like you're in a repair role. You know, that was the G.I. Joe guy that got to stay at base the whole time. Anyway, say, where's Latch? Well, he's the mechanic. He's in the, you know, uh, the the G.I. Joe mechanic's place that no one buys, even though it was awesome. And all the kids that did buy it now make $250,000 a year fixing cars because they didn't go and get a heap load of debt. And who's talking right now? I thought I was talking, but now all of a sudden one of my uh, neuroses just took over. Neurosi, the, 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 uh, something, okay, I got you, Lady Neurosi, so we're going to make you guys into toys, next Christmas we're going to package you up and give them away to kids, and then the kids will play with you all the time, and don't worry, you can come back in my brain, you know, we have a unbreakable, permanent connection, so you, you all can come back when you want, but but we'll have you doing stuff with the kids during the day, and they'll play with you. They won't know, you know, the, how good a job you do at permanently damaging me uh, in good, you know, with all your good intentions. So, okay, so what is that? You guys like that idea? You do. How many secret weapons will you have? As many, maybe we'll even put a bonus pack in there. You go, you guys are ready to go work on your backstories. Can you get on that right now? Lady Neurosi. It, it just almost writes itself, but you could probably do a better job. All right, I'll talk to you guys later. I'm going to get back to this human for a minute. So that's kind of how the podcast works in a little bit less grandiose, less, you know, I won't have to make a deal with, you know, Mattel or whoever else runs the toy game now. And someone just texted me that George Lucas already has the rights to those toys. Somehow he said, geez, I don't even know. I asked him for his autograph one time. And he said, I'm, I think he was, he said, I'm Dan Deardorff or something. Oh, not even Dan. Dan Deardorff passed away. It was another guy, football guy. I said, are you sure you're not George Lucas? But at some point he got the rights to those toys. But anyway, not important. So this podcast will be like that. I'll be trying to distract them the whole time with stories. Or I'll be talking about Game of Thrones. But you'll kind of be like, like right now, you're kind of like, well, okay, I could see my, um, you know, all this uh, stuff that keeps me up at night. I could see them as action figures. You know, the ankle mangler, for anybody that has a constant ankle pain, you know, okay, this a... Uh, the ankle mangler, and, you know, Dr. Funkenstein, the dancing, you know, mad scientist. So there you go. See, the easy stuff. Uh, but I'm going to do it with Breaking Bad tonight instead of toys. But, 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 but that's how the podcast works. I try to take your mind off of stuff. I try to take your the rest of your stuff, you know, get that in the here for its attention. 
There was no, you know, you, you go to sleep whenever you want. No pressure to stay awake. No pressure to do anything. Just kick back, listen to me. And it's, you say, she's okay, I could stick with And then hopefully at some point you'll just nod off. Because you'll be, at some point I hope to to, to, to reach my hand across the deep dark night and escort you to sleep. Because part of you is going to be like, is Scooter serious about all this? I think there's part of him that's serious about selling these things as toys. And then part of you will be like that dream. But be like, I don't know if he is serious. Let's say, I think he's ankle mangler. The old ankle mangler. And then hopefully you just drift off into dreamland from there. So I'm glad you're here. If this is your first couple times here, yes, the podcast is out of the ordinary. And yes, was strange stuff comes up like this all the time. But the main thing is I'm glad you're here. And I hope I help you fall asleep. If not, uh, I hope I didn't use up too much of your time. But thanks for stopping by. Uh, housekeeping, we're on the web at www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can find older episodes there. You can comment on the website. You can email us, feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can get me on Twitter, that's a good way, at Dearest Scooter, or on Facebook. We have a Facebook group or sleepwithmepodcast.com slash nods, N-O-D-S. I want to thank our moderators, Jennifer B., Julie C., Rachel L. The G., Lida Lie, Alexandra, Laura. I want to thank F. Tacos Twice, who runs our subreddit over at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash reddit. Just sounds like ribbit a little bit. I want to thank Raymond for his kind words. He's got a he's got a nice website, beautiful pictures, nice writing. That's over at moto, M-U-S-O dot wordpress.com. That's G. Raymond at moto muso dot wordpress. And it'll be in the show notes. I want to thank Hurdy Gurdy Girl, who wrote a wonderfully nice stuff uh, on us on Metafilter. That was so nice. I really thank you so much. And then Kathy K, Bacon Bit, Lynn Never, Roger Wilco, Roger Roger, where's your Victor Victor? All commenting on there. And anyone else that, you know, Found us through there. Thank you so much. I want to thank the guys over at Illusionoid Podcast. That I'm going to give that podcast a bunch of listens this weekend. Uh, well, actually, you're listening to this after the weekend, but I'll listen to it by then. But thank you so much for mentioning the podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's so kind of you. I also want to thank Chris Posty Posterson, who does our music over at SoundsLikeAnEarful.com, and Scotty and Jennifer honor honor and honor artwork and i just want to check in with you guys i've been trying to check in every once in a while about figuring out uh, sponsors and donations and all this stuff and i just want to ask you guys for your trust which i've asked you for every night and your patience because i believe it or not i've been trying to figure this out for at least a year and I've been taking it really, really slow. And I'm, you know, vetting everything and trying to figure out. And what I end up choosing will be what I think is going to work best to keep the podcast sustainable 
and keep me able to do the podcast and able to work with some other people. And there was one company that came to me a long time ago, and it was from a listener named Lucy and her dad, and they came to me from a mattress company, which is going to probably in, in, inevitably would make sense that a mattress company sponsors a podcast. And Lucy works for Endy, E-N-D-Y Mattress. Now, they're not a sponsor, but but I wanted to mention them. As they talk about how I'm trying to figure this out now, Lucy reached out to me, I think even before the summertime, and said, hey, work for this mattress company. It's like a lot of these new, there's a few of these new direct-to-consumer mattress companies. That's what they're called. And there's a couple big ones, and Endy is based in Toronto, uh, Canada. And we worked out, we negotiated, because they said, Jesus, it probably doesn't work. You guys just sent me a free mattress, they're expensive. So we worked something out where I bought a mattress from them, but they did give me a discount. So I don't know if that's a disclosure, but, and it was, and I went and bought it as a consumer. So they didn't send it. So they said, go ahead and buy the mattress and then we'll figure it out. Or maybe they gave me a coupon. I don't. I don't remember. But I know. Yeah, they did give me a coupon, like a coupon code. But so I went to their website. I bought the mattress, and it's one of these ones that just ships to your home in a couple of days in a box. I don't know the exact ship time because it was this summer, and it was a wonderful experience. Like uh, I'm sleeping on this mattress, and so if they end up sponsoring podcasts, it'd be great because it's a great mattress and it's got this. Uh, it's a memory foam mattress with other layers. We could talk about it one time, but it has this heat dispersing gel, cooling gel, which I'm a hot sleeper, so it helps to disperse your body heat. But it comes in a box. It's so easy to buy. So that's one of the models that is sponsoring a lot of podcasts are these mattress companies. And it makes sense with sleep. And if you're if you're thinking about my mattress before a mattress company sponsors it, I would highly recommend this Andy mattress. But we'll see what happens if they're going to sponsor us or another mattress company is or no mattress company is. But I wanted to let you guys know this is somebody who slept on for a while. I had it shipped to my house so I could get an idea of what it would be like if you bought the mattress. And that's how I'm making all the decisions around if we bring sponsors on, which is looking likely. And then if we do some kind of like tip jar or something like that. So we're figuring it all out one step at a time. But you, you are going to need to trust me that I'm doing my best to make the best decisions I can because I want to be ensure that everything, a framework's in place so that we can just keep doing this podcast and keep doing the podcast that puts you to sleep. So I thank you for your trust and your support and your patience as I figure all this out. And let's keep this moving. What do you say? All right, so we're talking uh, episode 21 of Metastasis. No moss, no more. And it starts out with a farm with chickens, and there's two guys crawling. Is that how it starts? Oh, yeah, there's there's two guys crawling, and it opens the entry. You say, what are the, why are these guys crawling? And they weren't under any duress or anything. They were just crawling along. And then these twins show up. I guess my notes aren't as detailed as I saw, but I think they show up in a car, they get out, and it's these two twins. And we'll probably talk about it more later, but I I said, what? And then they get out of the car, they crawl, and then they go to altar. I think it was altar to Santa Muerte. And they put up a simple picture of Heisenberg, and then the episode opens... And then it starts with a news report. Waltz of the house are interviewing the pink bear. 
And they're saying, they're talking about you know these award-winning pink, bear, you know this this bear shooting they ended up calling it. And they said we thought it was Teddy Grahams, and he says, "No, I'm a bear shooter. I'm showering love on down." But then we see a shot with a teacup, newspapers, men's pants. And you see, Jesus, this is where Walt's living in a little bit of disarray. Then we're at Walt's school. There's a memorial going on. And Walt seems to be getting a little sick or sad of the kids going on and on sharing. Because we know how Walt can be conflicted. We know Walt can get conflicted around feelings. And then Carmen's there. She says, Walt, do you want to say a few words? And I noticed I thought this was going to get uh, spoken to, but there was a couple girls in front playing with their flowers because all the kids had carnations. And if I was there, if I was the teacher, I would say, you need, I said, can you stop playing with those flowers, please? They're, they're memorial flowers, one. Two, you know, I think one of them, she was rubbing on her face or picking it. I said, that's incredibly distracting. Just to stop with the fly. Meanwhile, if I was a kid, I would have been eating the flower up in the back. As a matter of fact, I think I did it, you know, because they said, Jesus, I heard a rumor once that the carnations are white and they just get sit and die, and that's how they change colors. So I think I, a couple of times I tried, you know, did, I had some theories. And I said, This Mother's Day or, you know, next carnation worthy event, I'm going to prove, you know, test these serums out. So I'd have been testing some dye, but you know, see, when she's, well, my teeth turn the color of this uh, carnation of a chew on the carnation. Now, luckily, these girls were just innocently playing with flowers, not like that. They weren't doing any tests, so I was the only one that found it distracting, I guess. But Walt talks about, you know, a little bit of gratitude for their situation. He says, let's put this in perspective. But he, he, he puts it too much in perspective where he he put but he says, well, we should have gratitude. You know, and, and everyone says, well, can't you be in the present, Walt? Well, I said that because I was, you know, projecting on Walt. And the next scene is Walt in his backyard. He's in a bathrobe and he's just dropping matches in his little pond, his little above ground pond. And then he says, you know, with these matches, he says, I'm going to get rid of these, uh, this money. It's never brought me any happiness. I'm going to burn it. So he starts to burn the money. Then he changes his mind. He throws the money in the pond. And then it gets really good heat. He says, oh, no. And then he's using a little kid. He finds a little kid's, like, wheelbarrow. Like the kind that about a, a toddler would play with. Like, and say, look, Mommy, Daddy, I'm wheelbarrowing. Wheelbarrowing. They always say it like that. I guess, Nick, I don't have, you don't see a lot of kids playing with wheelbarrows. Because that would be cute. Wheelbarrow's a good name for a toddler to say. I don't name your toddler wheelbarrow just because it's too long. Maybe a middle name like Wal William Wil Wilbarrow Wallace, uh, Walter Wilbarrow White. Uh, w is a good word for you know if that if that is alliteration, it's good for that wheelbarrow. Hey, wheelbarrow, Mama and Baba. I'm playing with my wheelbarrow. And say, oh, it's wheelbarrow, honey, not wheelbarrow. However, Scooter says it. Don't listen to Scooter when he tells you how to pronounce things. Uncle Scooter, do yeah, yeah, just like that kid. You go, 
Oh, that's how you start sentences. The scooter method. Oh, yeah, wheelbarrow. Exactly. Perfect. One day you could take over my podcast. Wheelbarrow podcast? Maybe, maybe one day. But let me stick, let me get back to my podcast. Okay. We gonna play wheelbarrow waiter? The way you ask me that, for sure. Even if it's imaginary, we will. Wheelbarrow Watts. Whoopee. Uh, so, he uses the killer kid's wheelbarrow uh, to put out the fire and to throw the money in the pond. And then I had a question. Cielo's meeting with another woman. I couldn't tell if it was a lawyer or a co-worker at first. But then I quickly determined it was a lawyer or attorney. And they're doing lots of talking about family and situations. Then we go back. Walt's clearing out the pond, all the money, getting it all out. He finds his teddy bear has lost its eye. Uh, eye. He says, oh, there's my teddy's eye, my little teddy poo. I don't know if we never, maybe he could have named his teddy bear podcast or wheelbarrow. This is my teddy bear. I'm going to snuggle up with my teddy bear podcast. And this gets better for a dog than a teddy bear. You know, podcast the bear. Uh, pod, mum, I mean, you guess Mumbles, but he didn't name it Mumbles. I don't necessarily picture Mumbles as pink, but, you know, people could. That's fine. But he finds the bear's eyes. Then Henry shows up. He's like, hey, I got some keys for you, Walt. And he's like, this is awkward. You got to toss out of the house and I got to help you move. So Henry says, hey, let me do a lot of talking to uh, defuse this. So he's chattering, chattering. They're packing the Jeep. Henry's talking nonstop. He's like, hey, let me get this bag. Well, it's like, no way, man. This is my bag. And Henry says, no, no, no. Well, you're ill. Let me take it. And it's heavy. And he says, what's in this bag? And Money. Lots of drug money. Something, well, says something like that. And Henry says, you, you egghead, you're hilarious. And then the next thing we have is the twins again. Uh, the two twins is in northern Mexico. And they're driving their car. It's like a BMW or, a, you know, luxury sedan. They get out of their car. They do some more praying. Like they, they had made an offering to Santa Muerte. Now they do some praying. And that's it. And then we have a Jose. Jose Miguel, and he's a, oh, I forgot to look up what this was. Uh, maybe I'll think of it. Oh, I just had it, but uh, maybe it'll come to me. But he's at the rehab. He's spreading stones around like a Zen garden. But it's a, it's a thing. It's not a maze, but it's a thing. labyrinth. He's spreading them around the labyrinth, the walking path labyrinth. Sort of that word. I put the maze or whatever it's called, outdoor share. Oh, then they have an outdoor sharing circle on stumps. That's an in, in, incidental alliteration. Did you just see that? I just did a uh, sharing circle on stumps. And Jose reluctantly raises his hand and shares. After that, we have Wal- uh, Cielo and Walter Jr., uh, Morgan, Morgan, and they're starting their new life uh, solo. And Walt calls, he's leaving a message about his new phone number. And Morgan gets on the phone. Morgan gets on the phone. He gets very upset uh, with whatever he's talking about. And then we have Walt in a depressing bachelor pad. 
and he's he's squeezing mayo out of a tube, and that's when you know you've hit rock bottom. Uh, or if you're like me, you don't, and you you, you you just keep going through it. But like these these are the places we and for a while he's like uh, he gets the mayo out of a tube out of a sandwich. He cuts off the crusts. He gets a text from Pollos Pollos Hermanos. And he has a grim look on his face. Then Junior, roll, him and Junior roll up in a cab. Uh, him and Wall are in front of the house talking. They're talking about family. Maria's in the house. She's spying on them. And then Junior rolls in. He's all mad. Oh, Morgan. Sorry, Junior. He's, he's in the studio just making sure I don't mess that up. And uh, he gets really mad at his mom. And Maria does this like little, uh, oh. Like something like that. Oh, after I don't know, it just stuck out to me. And then she tells, uh, she tells uh, Cielo how it is with Papa. So I didn't really understand what they were talking about. And then we have, uh, we see a fire, a contained fire, a campfire, and Jose's there. And they're having a little uh, storytelling or some sort of meeting around the campfire with a counselor, for the rehab counselor. It's a cool fire. It's not a. It's a like a like a high end kind of fire you'd have at a high end rehab. It was uh, it was very cool looking. Jose throws a rock in the fire at some point. It kind of steams up. And then the counselor, or, or, I don't know what they, but he says, hey, so Jose, how about you share? And then Jose kind of starts to hold court where kids are nodding, and he's giving a speech and a long talk, and they're going back and forth. And it was interesting. Then we have Walt, with, he's holding his bear's eyeball. He's saying, I think he was thinking about, you know, space or chemistry. So he's like, yeah, is this a po I don't know if he's thinking about, you know, wobbling positrons or neutrons or andrinos or whatever. And uh, then he, he he drops it and it rolls under the bed. And I, then he sees, like, oh, this is like a motel room he's in. And there's an knock at the door to Cielo. She's there to talk. And whatever Walt tells Cielo blows her mind. And it seems like when she leaves, she's planning on uh, telling on him or whatever. She's very unhappy. And Walt seems very stuck there. Uh, then Walt picks up Jose at, at his rehab. The guy, the counselor, he's smiling as uh, as they drive up. And Walt brings Jose back, Jose back to his place. And he's like, this place is simple and perfect. I can't read my writing. Something of water. Oh, he's got a pitcher of water on his table, which somehow is more depressing even to me. It's like, but you, can, you don't want to keep that cold, Walt? He's like, no, this is my, you know, this makes a room, this pitcher of water. So, okay. And then Jose and Walt, I put an equal sign. I don't know what that means. Walt equals Jose. Uh, they talk. At the end, there's cool Breaking Bad music. And then we have Walt at Pollos Hermanos. He's talking to Goose, Goose, Gustavo. I mean, it seems like he's sharing. He's like, hey, I got some personal issues. Sorry about this. And Walt tries to assure him. And Goose Goose offers like big bucks, big bucks, you could tell. 
And Walt says, no, question mark. I wasn't sure how how it ended. Uh, next thing we know, twin, the twins are on the road. Uh, they're going co- co- cross country, uh, headed from uh, Mexico to Colombia. And then we're back at the airport now, in a very most important part of the episode. And if anybody's awake, I think you should research this. There was a lot of ladies in red at the airport, as I talked about last time. So this must be some sort of, either they did all the shooting at the airport at one time and this was a mistake, or there's some sort of Colombian airport service like either tour guides or assistants where women wear what is it? What do they say? Like Amelia Bedelia, but it's not her. It's the other children's story with the French schoolgirl. But these women are in red with a red, like a uh, like cloak and a red hat, uh, and they were all over the airport. I mean, not everywhere. You got to look, but they were there. And then I put ta- oh, taxi. The twins are there. They're both wearing Ray Bans. And it takes you. And these guys are interesting looking guys uh, for sure. And the taxi driver agreed with me. He says, hey, What do you guys like? Mexican rock stars? And they don't talk to guys. They just don't say anything at all. And the taxi driver's kind of like, whoa, 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 yeah, really famous then. And, and then the episode just ends with that. He says, well, I don't mean, I don't think I'm qualified to drive you guys if you're uh, serious rock stars. And they don't say anything. And he says, I guess that's confirmation you are. And the twins say, well, let's just move on without you then. And uh, so everything's a little bit in flux, and we got these new characters. And, uh, and that's the end of the episode. All right, so we're talking about season three, episode one, believe it or not. And I think we were about one third of the way through Breaking Bad. And there's a rumor out that uh, there's going to be a little bit of a couple week delay in Game of Thrones. So we might just get through this whole uh, Breaking Bad. I think. I don't know if that actually is possible, but uh, we'll see. But this episode's no mas, and uh, now good news, you, 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 this is behind the scenes, but I've got a fresh order of legal pads in. So for a while I was constrained by uh, using steno pads because for some reason I was emotionally unable to order uh, legal pads, even though I have no trouble ordering things I don't need from Amazon. So I got the legal pads. Once I got a little bit uh, back, isn't quite as sturdy as I would like, but they'll be fine. I got a, you know I got a lot of them, so I got plenty. I got a house full of legal pads now. Uh, but let's see. It opens up with golden sky and a gold tinted desert. And we're outside of town. There's people, some people crawling, and they got all sorts of stuff to help them crawl, like. Uh, shoulder pads and stuff like that, or well, I guess the elbow pads. But other people are just going about their daily business normally. Uh, then a nice Mercedes-Benz comes into town, and the local people take notice. And then they, we see Boots get out of the car. And at first I thought the guys were twins, but they're not. They start crawling, but they crawl, crawl pretty fast. And I didn't Google it, but I think it's like some sort of pentient, uh, is that the right word? Like supplication, supplicants, I think they are. And then he put red, 
And then I put sh 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 s h r i n e. Oh, shrine, a red shrine, red and pink candles. They make an offering of money. And uh, to Santa Muerte, I believe. And then they put up a hand-drawn picture of Heisenberg, uh, uh, Walter. That looks like it was drawn by a kid. It's on loose-leaf paper. And then the show opens. And then we just catch up on the local news. And it's, but again, great sound design. It's layered. And Walt's catching up on the news. You also see Walt's doing some research because there's a legal pad. There's a big, thick red book, and it had lots of page flags in it. So Walt was definitely doing some research. And then Walt goes in the backyard. He lights some matches. He's got a Better Call Saul matchbook. He's down to his last match. He's considering something. And then he see we see he takes his money, puts it on the grill. We get a point of view from inside the grill as the money's going in. And then Walt starts the money on fire, then changes his mind right away. Uh, then we see Skylar at the lawyer uh, lawyer's office. She's like, "I want a quick and easy divorce." And they talk, but and the lawyer says, "At one point, you'd be amazed what I've seen partners hide from one another." And Skylar's like, "Oh yeah, you you you'd be." You'd be amazed. You wouldn't believe it. And then we have Walt cleaning this pool of the money he threw in there. And he's checking his pool filter. He's like, yeah, there's something in the pool filter. And he says, oh, he finds his little bear's eye and some money in the pool filter. I always wondered what those things did. You know, I never have had a pool. But I've gone to a lot of pools. And it's like, geez, I wonder if 99% invisible or something could, I mean, that would be boring. They'd be like, hey, pools, what the hell is this stuff? Uh, 99% in boring is in boring. Pools, what the hell is that thing? It's got the little hole. Is that by design to stick your finger in it and pull it out? And that's well designed because, you know, there's a lot of stepping around pools. But then you say, what's it, what's going on in there? Is that where the chlorine is? And I'm not making, I'm not doing material here. This is the depth of my ignorance. And I had a, a childhood of a pool phobia, not of, 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 uh, I don't want to go into phobias, but I, and not of drowning or of swimming. But I, I mean, I had so many different phobias. I mean, if you think I'm neurotic now, you should have seen it all before it blossomed into this neuroses. Uh, the groundwork that had to be laid to make me so strange was, you know, it's vast, the vast fields where the seeds of my strangeness, the wildflowers of my w weirdness could be spr sprinkled, uh, some of which were at a pool. But, it, you know, my dude was just like, what the hell is all that pool stuff? Uh, but then Hank shows up. And he's like, hey, well, I'm here to, you know, go back and forth. You know, I know you're having a tough time. And he goes, well, what a, you know, we were having a Guinness Book of World Records bad few months. And he goes, am I talking too much? Am I right? I don't know. I don't know. I'm uncomfortable. But he goes, what's going on? I'm not asking. You don't got to tell me. I'm just, you know, I don't want to be in the middle of it. And then they get out to the car. And Hank really gives the A material. He goes, okay. He goes, you just got to listen. He goes, you, you do a little tactical retreat. You regroup. And he goes, absence makes the heart grow fonder. I'm pulling for you, Hank. 
I mean, I'm pulling for you, Walt. And then he says, uh, let me get your bags. That's too heavy. And I say, he goes, hey, what's in there? And then Walt gets all, uh, you know, where he goes into this strange place where he's overconfident. He goes, half a million in cash, Hank. And Hank's like, that's the spirit. That's the spirit. <laughs> and then, you know, Walt just gets that weird heisenberg look on his face. Then we have Jesse planting flowers. I don't know if they're geraniums or marigolds or some other flower. They're wearing lime green shirts. There's a waterfall. They're at the pool having a meeting or a discussion. There's a waterfall in the background. Not a natural one, but a cool one. Uh, then there's a the rehab guy asks a trick question. He goes, who's here for self-improvement? Uh, put your hands up. And then he he goes, owned, owned. He goes, that's a mistake. You need self-acceptance, not self-improvement. And I said, I, I said, geez, that, uh, you just lost everybody on that. And right at the end of the scene, Jesse looks up, and it's just, if you if you want to rewatch it, it's just a really good look Jesse has at the end, the very end of the scene when he looks up. And then we have breakfast, and it's waffles and bananas. And Walt's leaving a message on the answering machine. At first I thought he redid the message, so I had to rewatch it. Because I thought it was, how you reach Skylar Flynn and a Holly? And I said, oh, snap, I got to rewatch that. But then it ended up I just didn't hear her say Walt. But they say, leave a message, and then Flynn wants to get the message. But Skylar says no, and Walt's like, hey, this is my new number down here at the Beachcomber. It's not as dis- depressing as you think. He goes, yeah, it's not high-end either, though. It's not as a lap of luxury. And then Flynn gets on, he's like, no, I'm not okay. Well, I don't know what's going on. This is some BS. And he goes, I don't even care anymore. Just come pick me up. And Skyler's like, no, 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 this is awkward. I'll drive you. He goes, Dad, pick me up. I'm going with Dad. And he says goodbye. And then he kind of walks by Skyler. And then we have a close-up of Walt making a PB&J sandwich. And you can see his detail-oriented nature. He ignores a text from Pollos Hermanos. He cuts the crust off his uh, sandwich you know, kind of going full circle back to season one. And then we have a whole school assembly here. We're at uh, Columbia. was a little more intimate. This is a big school assembly. Uh, Walt's uncomfortable. Carmen is probably the greatest principal ever. I mean, not only do I have a huge crush on her, but she has this, she goes, uh, she tells the kids, hey, let's keep it secular on these speeches. Keep it secular. You know, public school. And she just seems like very caring to the students and the teachers. And together, I mean, she's she's in command. Like, she's truly a principal. Like, she should be, she should have gone, like, you know, for, instead of going from the senator to the house to the presidency, she should, should have gone from principal of Albuquerque School to president of the United States, in my opinion. They say it's a fictional character, Scooter. And it was like eight years ago. So, okay, that's even better. It means she's got more experience. And I said, it's fine for 20, whenever the next election is, 2016? Well, no, that's, okay, 2020? Maybe, okay, what? 
All right. Uh, but they, they, the student six, and she says, hey, well, why don't you say a few words? We're so proud of you. Oh, because Walt makes an outburst under his breath, and Carmen catches him. And it says, shame him. She says, let's bring you into the process. That's how good she is. And then Walt makes this ridiculous speech. You're kind of being thankful for what you have, more or less, and, and you're just going off on a tangent. And then we have, uh, we're back with the two brothers. It's again, a gold, this shots of a golden desert hue. And they stop by somebody's house and they change clothes. They take the clothes from the house, uh, the wash line. And they put clothes on. They leave their suits and their sunglasses. They leave the keys to the car. And there's some big differences between metastasis and uh, Breaking Bad here. Because they don't stop to pray or anything. They just leave their stuff and they leave. Uh, then where we have Walt and Walt Jr. at the house, Walt's windshield's broken. And he says, uh, uh, well, after I forgot Walt's speech that he made, it kind of had some, t- uh, what do you call it, uh, thematic. When he's at school, you know, it gets thematic. Because Walt talks about moving on. That's what people do. They move on. And he says, we'll get past this. Because that's what human beings do. We overcome. We move on. And then he's with Junior. He's like, hey, how's Aunt Marie? Which was strange. And he goes, make sure to say say hi to her. And Flynn says, hey, why don't you come inside at your house? He goes, no. And then Walt breaks. And then Flynn goes inside. And Junior kind of they say, "Hey Flynn, how's tricks? How's what? How's tricks?" And he kind of gives his mom a uh, uh, talking to. He's like, "Why do you gotta treat Dad like? Why? What is happening?" And they say, "Calm down." And then he gives this sad, mad look. Oh no, I think he gives that to Walt a sad, mad look. Goodbye. Yeah, then Marie's spying on them. Then they talk. Walt Jr.'s mad at Mom. Marie's in purple again. That's a surprise. Uh, The Afghan blanket that I've talked about in the past is on the couch. And then after Walt Jr., Flynn gets mad. Marie uh, Marie says, out of the mouth of babes. And then Marie has some great acting here. Great passive uh, uh, acting. It's just so good. She says... uh, you know, try not to hold it against him. I mean, he's just dying of curiosity, Skylar. You know, totally natural for him to wonder what what could have gone wrong. And Skylar's like, Murray, Murray, why'd my, mom, my why'd my dad leave? And then she's like, well, I can't help you if you don't talk to me. What did Walt do? What happened? And Skylar's like, you want to be supportive, don't pry. That would be great. And Marie does this thing. She kind of mutters to us. She goes, prying. Well, that's a, prying's a strong word. And she kind of shakes her head. I just really liked I just really liked the way she did that scene. It was great. Uh, then we're back at the rehab. The guy's talking about everything. He calls on Jesse because the guy's just making a little bit of a, whatever, a speech about uh, you know, tough stuff, but about, you know, happiness and, and he goes, Hey, Jesse, we never hear from you. And he goes, you can say anything. You can even, and Jesse's like, yes. Yeah, so what makes you the expert man? He goes, you're telling us, uh, thus and be happy, forgive yourself. He goes, who, who the hell are you? 
And the guy at the end, he kind of talks about his journey. And he goes, you know, guilt and, you know, self, you know, being angry at yourself and, and being full of guilt, it only stands in the way. And Jesse says, of what? And he says, to true change. And then we have Walt looking at his little bear's eye. He loses under the bed. The door knocks. It's Skyler. And they sit down at his little efficiency table. And there's great, a stack of graded papers. There's also some medicine there. In the kitchen on the counter, there was a few bags of fast food. And Skyler passes the divorce papers to Walt. And Walt tries to guilt her. He goes, what are you doing? Why are you punishing me? She says, I'm not punishing you. He goes, this is punitive. We're happily married. And he says, I'm happily married. And he goes, I love you. He's like, I'd do anything for you. And he goes, you just come in here, and he's still, he says, he's worried about Walt, you know. And he goes, you have your side. He haven't, you haven't heard my side. And then I remember seeing this the first time. Holy mackerel. She goes, you're a drug dealer. And she's like, she goes, how could you make that much money? And Walt's just stunned, you know. And Skylar breathes in, a, in like this huff. She goes, yeah, yeah, you know, marijuana or the Pinkman kid. And then she reads Walt. She says, it's worse. She says, Coke. And he says, it's meth. And he goes, but I'm a manufacturer, not a dealer per se. And her mind is absolutely blown. As you, If you watch the scene, she he literally blows her mind. And she's, she's just something more than devastated and different. But she, he says, no, Skylar, listen, there's angles. It's complicated. And she says, she pulls it as best together as she can. She says, I'm going to make you a deal, Walt. I'm not going to tell Hank or the kids. You know, I won't. But just give me the divorce and leave us alone. And Walt's like, I'm not giving up. And she says, now I need to get out of here before I lose it. And I mean, I put season opener, explanation, explanation, explanation after that. Because it was just, he's like, you kidding me? This is the season opener, this episode. And then we have Jesse leaving the rehab. He hugs that guy goodbye. They have uh, automatic doors there. Uh, Jesse gets in Walt's car. It's a classic Jesse because he says... uh, Walt's windshield's broken, and Jesse says, your windshield's broken. And Walt says, yeah. And then they go back to Walt's house. They put Cassidy Walt. And Walt says, he has a little friction in the marriage, uh, temporary, a little break. And he says, you're you're sleeping over here. And this scene, this is another one. For me, this scene meant a lot to me. Uh, Just like... uh, I related to it in a huge way, and it was so different than what you'd expect someone to say. Or, I don't know, I love, I, I cherish, cherish the lines that Jesse says at the end of this. But Walt says, Don't worry about the money, we're going to get it to you. He goes, How's the rehab? Did it help? And Jesse's like, Yeah, I'm not going to use anymore. You know, he's going to stay sober. And Walt's like, That's great. That's very good, Jesse. Very good. And all the time, there's the, the shots of Walt. He's lit up by the blinds behind him. And Walt says, you know, hey, I blame the government for everything that's happened, Jesse. And Jesse, oh, my gosh. 
He says, listen, you either run from things or you face them, Mr. White. And Walt said, what does that mean? He goes, I learned it in rehab. It's about accepting who you really are. I accept who I am. And Walt says, and who are you? And Jesse says, I'm the bad guy. And he doesn't say it like that clearly because he's Aaron, uh, Aaron Paul's a wonderful actor, and especially when him and uh, Brian Cranston are sharing the screen. But oh, I, uh, it's just such an unexpected turn. So it makes sense. Oh, my goodness. And then we have Walt at Los Pollos, and uh, Gus sits with him. He says, you know, this starts out with food. You said, may, may I please? He says, I think I have an offer that will interest you. And Walt says, you know, I'm not here for business. I just hear because they owe you the courtesy and respect to tell you that personally I'm done. And nothing to do with you. I find you extraordinarily professional, and I love the way you do business. I'm just in the middle of a life change, crossroads. The opposite realization of Jesse, I'm not a bad guy. Yeah, no offense. And Gus, Gus says, I'd like to hear my offer anyway. Well, says, it's not going to change my mind. And he says, $3 million for three months of your time. Three months, then then out. And Walt says, $3 million. And Gus says, well, can I take this as a yes? And Walt says, I have money. He goes, I have more money. I need my family. So the answer is no. And then they, Gus says, all right, enjoy your meal. Thank you. And then we have uh, the, the guys crossing the border, the two brothers, and they're talking. This kid's talking about uh, uh, using olive oil to shine cars and how good a car painter he is. And then the kid notices their boots. He says, oh, I know you You guys are uh, headed north. And then they have this beautiful shot of the big sky. And the brothers, they smoke uh, cigarillos, little, little mini cigars. And the episode ends. So that's the end of uh, the episode, of the Breaking Bad episode. All right, so here we are talking about uh, uh, Nomas. We're doing the Red Pen and Language Learning run-through. And my first notes about it are the casting for the twin, the brothers, uh, uh, that are in northern Mexico when the episode starts. And, you know, I, I was a little thrown off by Mike, but I said, okay, I could see Mike. And Saul at first, I was like, well, I don't know, but he grew on me. These guys I like immediately, but I also kind of feel like, I, I, I don't know, they're almost uh, humorous in some sense. Uh, they have this long hair, these kind of, go- they just have this goofy look about them. They, I mean, I'll be honest. They they dress professionally. I don't know how professionally. I don't know, but but it's great. It does it does make me. I say, well, I'm gonna enjoy seeing how this goes with these guys. I also liked the, the, there was some nice wind chime noise when they're at Santa Muerte. I noticed on this Heisenberg was done in a sharpie on uh, paper. Where in Breaking Bad, he was in pencil on loose leaf. Uh, a couple more notes later on. Uh, before we get into language learning, notes from this next page here. Uh, there's really good sound design, which I kind of already talked about. Like b- multiple layers of uh, news reports. 
I also noticed that Walt prefers a noticero noticero, uh, versus Ultima or Ultima Aura. Those are two kind of competing news programs. Walt watches Noticero. So just just in case you're choosing between two fictional news programs. And you say, well, which one does Walt like? Because that might have more science-based stuff. I'd say, well, maybe Noticero's for you. Uh, later on, uh, Walt, when Walt takes the mic at the uh, assembly, Junior kind of sits there holding his white flower. He's got a white carnation. Uh, also, uh, at the end of Walt's speech, I like this about Carmen. You know, both Carmens I like. I prefer the Breaking Bad Carmen as far as who I crush on. But this Carmen was great. She raised one eyebrow during Walt's speech, which I thought was very talented. And, you know, we have a good reaction. Okay, one more thing I noticed is when Walt was lighting the matches, he had a very fancy Sol Bueno matchbook. So, it was so, and I don't know if this is how Colombian matchbooks are, but it was a cutout shape of Sol's head. It was way bigger than any matchbook I've ever seen. It was almost like a collectible. Like this cutout of Walt, uh, Sol's head, or torso, you know, his uh, upper body and head. It was it, it was just the biggest and nicest matchbook I've ever seen. My compliments to the matchbook maker. All right, let's get into some words. The ultimate war uh, means the last hour. No mas, no more. Uh, sobre about what's this about? C L O heaven. It's about heaven. That's where that's what C L O means. Uh, restos. Well, what remains of the rest of us? Well, there's a show about that. It's called The Leftovers. Restos. Uh, misma tarde, did, did you want to do that this afternoon? Uh, Gran Izo, hail, all hail, or is that hail? I don't know, Gran I just know it's Gran Izo. The system, the system's failed us here, the system has failed us. I think you don't know the difference between your hails. Uh, Biendo, I'm seeing your point. Uh, do you have insomnio? If you're listening to this podcast, you just might have insomnio. Uh, Sinto, does that mean Shinto, like a Sinto shrine? I don't know that's what it says. Well, here, pull up a silla, a chair, and let's do some uh, Golgada, some hanging. You know, what do you say, me and you? You say, si, claro. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, of course. Okay, we'll lean back in your silla. And tell me, are you Yena? Are you, are you full? Are you full? That's uh, a milagro that you're not, you know. <clears throat> or it's more milagro that I'm actually I am a little bit uh, uh, Yena full. I just had dinner. What about Yeno? Well, yeah, full male, full man, man full male, Yeno, full female Yena. I don't know. I don't know those uh, gerunds or whatever they're called. Well, I'll tell you what. I'd give you mitad, half of uh, every of, of my uh, Halloween candy. How's that sound? Sounds like a uh, uh, Sabian porque. Do they know why they're going to do that? Well, my children are going to do it. Uh, I am. Well, super R esto. How am I going to overcome this candy deal and get fifty one percent? Uh, supongo, I suppose you could make me an offer. 
of 51%, and then say, Yendose, I'm leaving without it. Yendose, I'm leaving without it. Uh, Suponia, suppose, I supposed, toko, I play for egal, equal. I think I've been looking up egal for a while, and I haven't found out that it means equal, egal. It reminds me of, I always thought that was a type of lizard in egal. I-G-U-A-L, by the way. Uh, pared, wall. How's your wall? How, how are your walls? How are your pareds? Well, I build wall, pared around me all the time. Many walls. Uh, Vivido, I've li- I lived. I've lived in a world of walls, of pared, surrounded by walls. Sino uh, and casa, but at home. You know, there's less walls than when I'm outside at home and I, you know... But in Tron, in Tron, I'm I'm more I'm trying to learn uh, to to uh, uh, Mr. Gorbachev tear down that wall. But I think I'm I'm thinking about replacing the walls with uh, Vania pods pods. Uh, what do you think about that? Well, uh, Diego, I arrive to tell you not to do that, not to build pods uh, or walls. Well, and you want to you you might want to know Zozobra. Why do I do it? Zozobra, anxiety, Zozobra. By the way, Drew, that should be a word of the week, and that should be our word of the week, Zozobra. That is wonderful, too, Zozobra. Who would know such a wonderful word would mean anxiety? And maybe I'll start using it. Well, yeah, I'm feeling a lot of Zozobra today. It makes me want to dance with sadness and, and, and fear of the world. Uh well, let's try this. Manehar. Try not to let uh, your Zozobra drive people away. Uh, Manehar. Don't don't drive people away. Or even worse, Retira. R- remove them from your life. Retira. Because that's Hase Falta. That's needless stuff. Hase Falta. Okay, quick question. When did this uh, translating become a... Uh, a cell therapy session. Did I bring? Did I hire you? Let's go to the notes. At some point coming up here, Henry's laugh is wonderful at Walt's comment that he has all the money in his bag. Elsa knows Junior who was drinking some chocolate milk. I think that was at dinner too. Was that at dinner or breakfast? And what's more suited for chocolate milk? I mean, personally, I'd say if you're under eighteen, but you know, before noon. After that, you shouldn't, you know, be allowed chocolate milk. And then Ciel was very hurt by Junior's outburst. And then later, Walt has a tender moment with Junior after dropping him off, but then he makes a bad joke about how modern families operate. And then he has to have another tender moment to make up for and say, you know, I'm sorry, it was a hard time. But let's go back to the words here. Uh, Paraka, I'm over here. I'll tell you what, Caminos Pregunta, do you ever question roads? Uh, did you say Caminos Pregunta, questioning roads? I did. This sounds like a great hobby. What about streets? Could you, like, uh, is it roads and Caminos? Could I still do that, Caminos Preguntas? Could I still question streets and roads? And uh, what about uh, traffic circles? Uh, do you think I could start a podcast where I do that? Uh, Caminos Pregunta. I mean, that sounds like a good name for a podcast, doesn't it? The question of roads. Hey, why don't you tell me, M5, about what it's like uh, being over there nearby London. Okay, the road's not saying anything. 
But do you think this is Mahores better than my podcast about Breaking Bad or Questioning Roads? Eh, Mismos, it's the same, I would say. I would love to do a podcast, Lujoso, Lujoso, L-U-J-O-S-O, a luxurious podcast where I interview Roads Made of Gold, uh, Roads Made of Magic, you know, those kind of things. Well, go, you know, good luck with that, I would say to you. Uh, but real mente, really, let's get serious here. Uh, Serka, come close to the road and speak right to it. And make sure you greet her first. So say, saludos, uh, saludos, road, uh, cheers, nice to meet you. Uh, no, 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 mejor, no. Uh, no, you better not get that close to the road. Don't let your, you know, there's germs on roads. Okay, siempre, road, you were saying when this germaphobe interrupted me, the road was talking, by the way. Uh, uh, siempre, this guy's always interrupting me. Fueras, I meant you were saying, Fueras, you were about to Risa laugh, and you were telling me how ever since you were a little piece of asphalt, you were tratas, you tried, and your dream was, uh, the Erges, the Erges, uh, to run. You wanted to run. You wanted to be the road that ran in Sukantra against him. Is this like a metaphor for the Breaking Bad? Are you trying to cuckold your father, Road? You're trying to run against your father in some strange way? Oh, Roads don't have parents. Interesting. Well, Metida, uh, let's tuck that away because it doesn't make any sense. And Ayudar, let me help you with your next metaphor. And I'll pretend I'm a reporter uh, uh, here on uh, Caminos Pregunta. Uh Una vez más, uh, una vez más. Once again, I'm here with uh, uh, Roundabout 46 and Sino La Voice. But the voice of this road is a voice of sadness, a voice of a young road dreaming, a voice of a road doing many taladra drills uh, to one day join a team of runners, Somos, and say, we are runners. What was run again, road? Do you remember? Now, okay, well, Somos, we are. But that goes against the code of road, which is Sirvo. Sirvo, I serve. Uh, Sirvo, I serve to be a road. Accept our mente. You need to accept that fact. Accept our mente. And the road would say, El que soy yo, which I am. Uh, I'm accepting that fact. El que soy yo. But then again, the essay balls. There's that voice again, telling me to run, road, run. Uh, si le escuchas, they think that means if you listen. Yeah, if you listen, all, all the fear out there of not being able to run, it's uh, tontaria, it's foolishness. Uh, tontaria is a beautiful word too, tonta, tontaria, foolishness. Uh, but uh, sabe que llave, you know what, brother road? Uh, ah, usted quien lo hace un experto. Who, who, who tells you that they're expert at running? Uh, en misma, misma, more, more, you know, more and more. Uh, porque es que estoy mamado de la gente. That, you know, that sucks, I think, or something like that. And who wants to, que le gusta echar sermon? Who, who wants to like the speech that's given? It tells you you can't be a road. I'll tell you what road. There's no barra, barrera, uh, no barrier we can't overcome. 
Wait, what did you say? Here I am with the road, and the road just said, uh, Say Cabo, it's over? You've given up the palea? The, the fight? Oh boy, subi, subi. I just went up. Uh, I just had to stand up away from the road. I went up because I said, like, yo como hace para no odiarse. I don't hate, I don't hate things like this. I, 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 or something. I don't like this. And then I say, pobre de mi desolado, my poor desperate road. Oh, Camino. Oh, S.A. Camino, this road here. Podemos hablar. We can talk. That's what my new podcast is. Camino Preguntar. Preguntar Camino. In one day road, I dream of saying roads, gentlemen and lady roads, empezar tu, start your running. Empezar the two. And I won't stand for anyone uh, castigaring, punishing roads for running. Felizamente, happily running roads. Felizamente. Odio, this young road, this boy, this road. Uh, we'll run so much, uh, vomitar, it'll, we could get sick from running. And maybe run so fast that ruptura, the road starts to break apart. And maybe one day we'll watch a movie where Doc Brown says, Roads where we're going, we don't need roads, they can't run. And let me just uh, consult my notes if you excuse me, Road. Uh, I'll be back to you another time. I liked how Walt was rolling his little teddy bear eye in his fingers. Narco-traficante, that's like a you know, drug dealer. And I liked how uh, Cielo said, Con este muchacho Jose Miguel... And then when she says Bometar, she really nails it, Cielo. At the end of the scene, she says, Bometar, you're making me sick, you know, get out of my way. And then I notice I put weird guy at rehab star. Oh, the, the, he's not a weird guy. Maybe a weird guy. But the guy, the guy that runs the rehab ahead, oh, no, weird is the fact. <coughs> Oh, I put, yeah, I guess it's weird that the guy at rehab had the same pink and reddish sweater that Walt had on Breaking Bad last episode, so that is weird. So the guy on the metastasis rehab is wearing the same sweater uh, that Walter White wore on the last episode of Breaking Bad. That, you know, that's some trans uh, transverse weirdness. And then let's finish it out with uh, uh, Jose's, uh, Jose Miguel's speech that I love so much. And Jesse says, Bea a profe, una alejuye a las veñas. Yeah, teach Mr. White. Everyone runs to their pods, just like this podcast guy. Uh, oh, las enfrenta es así te facil. You know, it seems so easy. Uh, uh, se realidad es bastante breve. But it's actually quite short and simple. Uh, no se trata de cambiar sino de. It's, there is no changing. Uh, but just aceptarse a una... Como en verdades. It's just about a person accepting the truth. And let's say that again. Uh, be, 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 uh, 
profe uno a le huye a las veñas, o las enfrente, es así te facil. Se realidad es bastante breve. Uh, no se trata de cambiar, sino de aceptarse a uno como en verdades. It's actually simple. It's not about changing, but accepting the truth. Yo soy el malo de Pasco, Yave. And Pasco doesn't translate, so they miswrote it, or it's a slang word. But let's say it means man. Yo soy el malo de Pasco, Yave. I'm the bad guy, brother. I'm the bad guy, Mr. White. And, uh... And that was the end of the episode. But for me, like you said, this is something that is so relatable and so amazing. Jesse, Jose Miguel, he's smiling at the end in acceptance, in awkward acceptance. Uh, Aaron Paul, Jesse Pinkman, his look was a little bit different. Uh, but this thing, well, no, I'm the bad guy. It's easy. Like, that, that's who I am. I just need to accept who I am. Uh, I think that was just such a brave, I don't know, I just loved it, and I relate to it. And I'm learning not to relate to it and grow. But uh, what a wonderful, because neither one of them says it in this depressive state, but in this state of acceptance. And this says, well, geez, what's going to happen next? Because also, I think in the next scene is when Walt goes into denial about it. He says, well, I'm not. I just want to be with my family, uh, Goose. Uh, I don't. I don't want. I'm not a drug dealer, and I'm not. You know. And uh, so Walt is like uh, conflicted at this point, but Jesse is not, or is he? So that's it for the episode. All right. Thanks for being here. I want to say good night and thank you to the bug, Vinny R. Good night. I hope you get some good rest, buddy. Uh, Maxine H. Good night. Good night, Tin Man Mike. Tokyo Jazz Panda. I hope you uh, dance your way to hibernation. Lie to lie. Good night. Brandon H. Thank you and good night. Christy J. Good night. Andre and Neon cut up. Good night. Blake JP, sleep tight, buddy. Katie W, get a good night. Carla, how about another shout out? Good night. Uh, Billy, good old Billy, stay on that scooter. Good night. Rachel AM, I want a good night. I want another one for you, too. Uh, Jake, good night, buddy. Lamentos. Good night. Thank you so much for your nice words. Miranda, oh, good night to you, too. Sarah M., sleep so tight, snuggle up there. Good night, Rachel and Alex. Thanks, Alex, for introducing Rachel to podcasts. See, Danielle, I see you going to sleep. Good night. I mean, I don't really, but, you know, I see it in my mind's eye. Good night. Words are birds. Good night. Uh, Chaco Pete. Good night. Uh, Mary Bass. Good night. Good night, B. Sebs. Thanks for the. Uh, yeah, hopefully Ben Carson won't compete with this podcast. Good night. Sammy Gooch. Good night. 
Katie, good night. That dawn, D, good night. Good luck with those cat paws. Sully, good night. Soon it'll be. Uh, Thanksgiving. I don't know if you're in this Thanksgiving Day parade. Good night, though. Miranda in Madrid. Good night. Roe, Nancy. Good night. Uh, Manu Baram. Good night. Sleep so well. Thank you. Catherine, good night. The good old Aaron Ruth Botch, good night. Good night, Chloe W. Good night, Rachel O. Good night, Jennifer D. Good night, December. Andrew J., good night. Melissa B., good night to you and good night to Drake's feud face. Babs, good night. Hey, Katie W., good night. Carrie, good night. Good night, Dana. Good night, Alexandra. Good night, Tyler. Good night, Agnes. Dagmar, good night. Laura, good night. Good night, Glenn. Good night, Bonnie Baroness. Good night, Allie. Good night, Amanda. Good night to Fran. Fran. Good night to Franz and Catherine. Amanda and Eric. Good night, Tom. Good night, Cole and Aaron. Ahab's wife, good night. Uh, Bob, sound Bob Bob, I think is your new name. Good night. Sophie, good night. Uh, Damon D on the backup, good night. Uh, Tara, Tara, thank you for those pictures. Good night. Brandon, good night. Brendan, good night. Ben, good night. Raymond, good night. Hurly girly girl. Or her, hurdy gurdy. Her, her holy mess up, girl. Good night. I mean, on my end. Uh, James, good night. And lovely trout. Good night. Thank you for the comment. Good night, everybody. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, cut it there.